Hi, welcome to the Little Way Podcast, the podcast where every small change can make a big difference. I'm Drew. And I'm Jessica. And now we roll the intro music. everybody thank you for joining us again uh it is time for the little way podcast no matter what time you are listening at because you're hearing us so before we get going as we usually usually do i'll do my whiskey of the week and this week's whiskey comes all the way from japan now i bet a lot of people out there don't know that japan does produce whiskey but they do actually produce um, really good whiskey that is, in some cases, rivaling Scotch whiskey, which I'm sure I will offend every single Scotch lover out there by saying that. Um, but this week's whiskey is Suntory Toki, and it is actually a blended whiskey that Suntory puts together uh, from different whiskeys from all their different distilleries. Um, and it's a nice, really, it's not light in flavor. It's got a definite richness to it and a lot of um, crisp apple notes to it. It reminds me a lot of um, whiskey that I've mentioned here before that is called Spayburn Tin, which is actually from Scotland. Um, but instead of having the um, kind of citrus notes that this one has, this one has more kind of a, I would call it a robust apple flavor. It's actually really, really good. Wow, that sounds really good. What color is it? Is it like clear or uh, uh, amber colored? It is a very light amber. So, okay. so if you have only ever seen like a bourbon whiskey, bourbon whiskeys are very dark in color. And that's because they are aged in charred oak barrels and that's one of the things that you have to do to make it bourbon and every other whiskey in the world though does not have to do that so it might be just as deep in flavor as a bourbon but it won't have that dark coloration to it typically uh, because it's not aged in a charred barrel hmm. all righty well, today we're going to talk about um, the Lord's Day and keeping the Lord's Day holy, and that means uh, resting. Um, how do you do with this, Drew? 
how do I deal with this? Well, I try not to do very labor intensive things. Um, as far as around the house, the most I get up to doing usually is like um, doing the laundry, just because that's pretty much throw it in, forget about it, and I can do something else. Um, and and for me, for me, that's kind of in a way it's troublesome sometimes because as a new homeowner, I have the um, obsession that most male homeowners have, and that is I love mowing my lawn and making it look pretty, but on yeah. Sunday, I probably shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, I really struggle with this, um, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about it, because I feel like I need to like work it out, and I have no answers. <laughs> I only have my uh troubles and what i struggle with uh each week so one of the things that really bothers me is the uh typical work week in america where we work monday through friday 8 a.m to 5 p.m at least that's me and then we get saturday and sunday and I'm like trying to get everything done in a span of like two days because honestly I can't get much done around the house on uh, a weekdays because it's come home, start making dinner. As soon as dinner's over, we get the kids in the bath. As soon as bath is over, we get the, uh, uh, into bed. And then by that time I'm so exhausted. I'm like, stumbling to bed myself so i really struggle with this because i'm like does that mean i only have one day to get everything done like it's just so unrealistic <laughs> and i get i get angry like i'm like come on like ah and that's not to mention you know the things that i enjoy doing as well uh as you know i'm a gardener but so growing up, one of the things we were mindful of on Sundays is we would never go shopping on Sundays. Um, and I think the reasoning behind that was that it, it would cause undue work for other people, you know, like you go out yeah. Yeah. And you're creating work for the people at the stores who have to check you out. And, but I even struggled with that too, because I'm like, well, they're there and they're, you know, I mean, they're going to be there whether I shop or not. And so I kind of got lax on that too, you know? And so now I'm just in this big, confused, fuddled mess of what in the heck do I do on Sunday or not do? And, <laughs> I just, I need to work it out. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. And, and I will admit that unfortunately, Rebecca and I do go grocery shopping after mass um, every Sunday, just because that's what it works out for our schedules. Because on Saturdays, we're usually involved doing a lot of other things. And unfortunately, the grocery shopping gets put on to Sunday then. Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, you know, it's I, just, 
it, it's one of those things like uh like is it uh yeah i don't i don't even i don't even know <laughs> no, you, not, go ahead oh i was gonna say like how do you um how do you feel like what are your feelings about this like i i, I mentioned i'm kind of like frustrated and angry about the whole concept and i want to know like am i alone in this or are you just kind of like meh whatever you know i don't i don't think you're alone by far and i think too it has to do a lot with the change in our societal norms um because think about like you know even though obviously we weren't alive but let's say 50 years ago how many places did not even open up for business on Sunday? Yeah. And and that has changed. Now I can only think of two places that aren't open on Sundays. That being Chick-fil-A and Hobby Lobby. Um, I will say that our uh, my family business back in Wichita, we close on Sundays as well. Okay. Um, being a family-owned business and being Catholic, that was one of the principles that was important to us as well. And actually, when I moved from Kansas to Arkansas, that was actually a, a huge wake-up call or wake-up uh, realization because we used to go out to breakfast after Mass and here in Arkansas, like, oh, and, and we also like to eat locally, like mm -hmm. not at chains, like when we can. And so we noticed that all the local restaurants are closed on Sunday. And that just blew my mind because I'm like, wow, that's, that's interesting. Now, I know we're in the Bible Belt here. And um, lots of big mega churches and whatnot. But it was just, it, it was kind of like going back in time a little bit. Because in, in Wichita, you know, you could go pretty much anywhere on Sunday morning after Mass and have a really awesome breakfast. Um, but we don't do that anymore. We actually go to Mass on Saturday night. So that's our routine. Yeah, and 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 for me growing up, I get I guess we never went out for breakfast after church. We would go to because by the time we got out of church, it was lunchtime. So we always went out for pizza every Sunday. Oh, so okay. so yeah, but there was always a pizza place open on Sunday uh, where yeah, I grew up. Yeah. And and as far as yeah, like things being closed here on Sundays, yeah, like I said, the only two places I can think of are Chick Fil A and Hobby Lobby. Um, yeah everybody else seems to be open and it's one of those things that unfortunately I think for that to change everybody would have to agree on it because yeah. you face losing a lot of profit oh I know like I was just thinking like all these local restaurants I was like wow they're giving up a lot of income by closing on Sundays because I'm like, 
a lot of people go to church around here. Like that's a big deal. Yeah. And I know, you know, we weren't the only ones that would go out to eat after mass. Um, so I was just like that. It was a real um, uh, testament to sticking to, you know, their, their, um, uh, gosh, what's the word? Sticking Core to values. their principles, principles. Yeah. There we go. So, yeah, and I, I know from working at a grocery store that Saturday and Sunday by far were our two busiest days of the week. Yeah, you know, it just you 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 couldn't afford anymore to be closed on Sundays, unfortunately, because people, you know, as much as they say they're loyal, they'll go to the place that's open. Yeah, yeah. So everybody, including large corporations, all have to agree to either be closed on Sundays or have very limited hours on Sundays. Yeah. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, no. And I mean, especially now, like Amazon has peripheralated itself into our culture so much that they have even gotten the United States Postal Service to deliver on Sundays. I know. Which... Isn't that crazy? Yeah, and and I don't know how it is down your way, but here Amazon actually has their own delivery service too. Um, so as much as the United States Postal Service tried to make a go of things more by staying, you know, by agreeing to this contract with Amazon, eventually it's they're going to not have that contract anymore because Amazon is going to have delivery service to almost every place in the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I, I feel like it's getting really hard to rest and relax on Sundays, which makes it even more of a statement when you buckle down and try to get all your work done on Saturday. And so I do want to specify that I have always considered gardening a leisure activity for me. Like, yes, it's very, it can be very laborious, like lots of sweat and, and hard work. But to me, I'm like, it brings me such joy that I don't consider it work. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the thing too. I mean, it, it really, it depends on a person because to me, if I had to, I mean, even though I enjoy cutting my grass and, and all that, if I had to spend, you know, three hours weeding, I would not be very happy with that. And, you know, yeah. it, it depends on each individual person, you know, what is considered a relaxing activity and what is considered a labor activity. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I pulled up the, um, I was curious about what the catechism of the Catholic church says, and I've been just kind of skimming it um, here. And there's a article 2187 and it says, um, Hold on, bear with me. 
Sanctifying Sundays and Holy Days requires a common effort. Every Christian should avoid making unnecessary demands on others that would hinder them from observing the Lord's Day. Traditional activities such as uh, sports or restaurants, etc., and social necessities such as public services do require some people to work on Sundays, but everyone should still take care to set aside sufficient time for leisure. With temperance and charity, the faithful will see to it that they avoid the excesses and violence sometimes associated with popular leisure activities. That was an interesting choice of words. So, Uh, and violence. So would that mean like boxing is out? Yeah, I wonder about that. Um, It goes on to say, in spite of economic constraints, public authorities should ensure citizens a time intended for rest and divine worship. Employers have a similar obligation toward their employees. So that was interesting. So I guess that goes to show you how, how many people actually do not know what the church says about about Sundays. Right, right. Yeah, like some of this, I'm even like, oh, I didn't realize it said that. Yeah, so I mean, I, so take for for me, for example, if I went to go shoot a round of sporting clays, well, there has to be somebody at the uh, shooting grounds so that I can do that. Um, mm-hmm. But, but that would, as as far as I'm understanding this, that would be okay to do as long as they had the opportunity to attend a, a mass. Right. So say if I didn't show up till one in the afternoon, well, they would have, you know, nobody else did either because it didn't open till one in the afternoon. Then they would have ample time to be able to uh, go to mass in the morning. Right, right. That makes sense. I've also, I've also heard, I can't, you know, I don't know who said this to me, but they were also saying, you know, even if you do have to work on Sundays, maybe due to like, uh, you know, um, like income reasons, like you just, you have to have the income to make ends meet. Even if you just, you know, make it to mass and then uh, find a way to rest for an hour that day, like just getting in what you can, um, can, can meet the need. I think a lot of it is being, um, intentional about it, you know, cause a lot of times you can go like fly through your week and not even think about it. Mm-hmm. But if you're like intentional, be like, okay, I have to go to work on Sunday cause my boss scheduled me, but I can go to mass. And then as soon as I get off work, I'm going to go home. I'm going to read my book. Like, maybe read the Bible or even just read a, a, 
um, uh, a leisurely chapter book or something just to relax and be at ease because you know it is Sunday. You know, you just don't let that, you don't waste that time on something else. Yeah. Yeah. And it requires planning ahead too. Cause I think if you're like, if you think about, you know, what you have to do over the weekend and let's say you could, you have the option of mowing the lawn on Saturday or you could do it on Sunday. Maybe it would be the better choice to mow on Saturday. And with the intention, because you're being intentional about it, of, you know, opening or uh, creating more free time on Sunday. Yeah. 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 And, and, and now that it's the heat of the summer too, Saturday morning mowing is probably the best time to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Because you go to Mass on Sunday morning, so... Yes. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. it gets hot. Yeah, we're, we're looking at... Well, actually, when we got out of Mass this morning, it was 97 degrees at the parish. Holy crackers! We haven't yeah. even gotten into the 90s yet. Yeah, we're, we're sitting at 90 at my house right now. Man. So... My, my sister who's up north in uh, Minnesota and North Dakota, she sent me a picture of the uh, thermometer, the outdoor temperature on her car. Mm-hmm. And it said 104 degrees. Ugh. I'm like, wow, we just started getting into the eighties like last week. Yeah, I got, I got, I got the heat going. I got the cicadas going. Yeah, it's it's gonna be one of those summers. Oh, well, this will be your first summer in your house. It will be. It will be the first summer in my house. So, it's well. I mean, it's staying cool so far. Our our we have a newer AC system. It's only like three years old. So oh, that's good. Yeah, so it's pretty energy efficient, and it's so quiet. You can barely tell when it kicks on. <laughs> Yeah, that's not the case in my house. It our uh, AC unit when we bought the house was undersized for oh, yeah. the house, and um, as a result, they the ductwork was also a little bit smaller. And so when we had the option to upgrade, we went ahead and upgrade. But they warned us, they're like, because your ducts are a little bit smaller, because they were sized for the AC that was original with the house, they're like, it's going to sound like a jet engine taking off in your house. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's something we get used to it. But I like that kind of noise. It helps me fall asleep and relax so I, yeah that that white noise is def, definitely a calming thing when you're trying to go to sleep um yeah. yeah you can obviously tell that we're in our 30s because here we are having house talk yes yes 
<laughs> oh, I, I, I was thinking about that earlier this week too. And, you know, like, you know, oh no, what if I just start talking about, you know, mowing my lawn or, you know, <laughs> you know, things like that. I'm really going to show that I'm like this stereotypical, like American guy that is just obsessed with it. And it's like, you know what, who cares? Like, yeah, it, it, it is what it is. And, and, you know, here we are, like just having this conversation. And I, I think many people, you know, going back to keeping the Lord days holy and resting and everything, having a nice conversation with a friend is definitely yes. a leisure activity. Um, and, and a lot of people fail to realize that. And, and I think too, keeping the Lord day, Lord's day holy is about, you know, obviously going to mass, but then also realizing that God did not make us solely for work and us doing this podcast. I don't at all view it as work. I view it as getting to take a half hour, 45 minutes and talking with one of my friends and right. getting to enjoy a nice whiskey. Um, you know, it's, it's not something that's labor intensive. Um, it's relaxing. It's good to catch up with other people. And then it does have a very nice side benefit to anybody that does uh, happen to listen that they get to hear part of God's truth every time that they listen. Yeah. And um, about that, like a lot of people uh, consider, you know, Sundays like family day. And they'll play board games. They'll turn off all the technology. You know, there's, I've heard of a lot of different um, uh, methods of setting this day apart. It's like a vacation from the day to day. And so I've heard of some people like, you know, no TV, no smartphones. And then they'll play like board games together as a family. And, you know, if you're single, you could meet up with friends um, and socialize. I think, like, you know, having a barbecue with friends over is a great way to celebrate the Lord's Day. Oh, um, yes. And, um, and what else? You know, or, you know, because you do have that here, if you are lucky enough to have that extra time, you know, after mass, if you have the opportunity, spend half an hour, an hour in adoration. Yeah, that's a good way. You know, you're already there. So if you have that extra time, you might as well, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, I also know uh, some people like to volunteer at different charities on Sundays. Like that's that's their routine. And their rhythm, um, you know, taking communion to the homebound and the sick is a really good way of um, of serving others who let, can't let help me tell themselves. You about you know, and and this also, I think we should mention it's Corpus Christi Sunday. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. But 
the taking of communion to the sick is a very, very important thing. Um, I speak from experience of actually having received that. Uh, some people know that a few years ago, I had two week-long stays in a hospital. And being able to receive communion because somebody brought it to me was such an incredible blessing. Yeah, it's it really feels special. And um, I had both of my kids on a Saturday. So I was in the hospital for uh, the Sundays when my kids were born. And each time um, someone from my church came. And the cool thing is I didn't even have to ask for it. They just knew because when you register at the hospital, they ask you what your religion is. And yeah. then the churches, it's just they automatically check with all the hospitals to see who is Catholic. Um, and then they bring it to you automatically. You don't have to request it, at least from my experience. It's a super awesome service that it just blows my mind every time because it's like someone thought about me like yeah. there's people out there taking care of me yeah it, it, it's one of those things that you don't realize how much of an impact it makes until you are on the receiving end of it yeah yeah You want to hear something crazy? What do you got? This is kind of in uh, relation to the seventh day being holy. I have heard of some people who will take every seventh year off from their uh, from their job, like their career. Like they'll take a whole year of sabbatical every seven years. And uh, I thought that was really interesting. Um, I wish I, I was that, financially stable enough to be able to do that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's a very unique situation. The two people I've heard of doing that were uh, singer songwriters. Okay. And they would literally, they don't go on tour. They don't do concerts. They're not recording music. They literally take the year off and they just go see family. They travel the world. They, um, I, I think some of them have written books during their seventh year, but like they, they actually keep that year very sacred. Like they, um, they look forward to it. They plan for it. And it, it, blew my mind because i was like wow that's like next level um extreme yeah um, but the like uh oh i think i remember who the example was uh lauren daigle i think she is one of the singer songwriters who has done that um the interesting thing they said was that when they come back after that seventh year their eighth year is like 
an explosion in their career. Like they, hmm. their career goes to the next level. Hmm. And I thought that was just really interesting. Um, how they experienced that. It was almost like a blessing from the Lord. Um, you know, all the graces they probably received while resting and the, you know, inner contemplation and things like that. I would, gosh, I would love to do that. At the same time, I think, unfortunately, I would become bored because I know how I am. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that might be one of the things they have to sit in during that seventh year. Like, oh, I'm sure. Because, I mean, I I don't want to stereotype singer-songwriters, but I imagine they're the type of people who are go, 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 like, you know, I'm in the spotlight, I'm socializing, you know, and that's probably one of the lessons they have to relearn every year is how to be bored again. Yeah, well, and then also being able to have the discipline, like, you know, oh, I just want to start writing music today. And then being like, well, should I really be doing that? Yeah. <laughs> is this is this holding up my end that I set up here? Yeah, and I'm sure they, they each have like, because I imagine, I mean, you can't really stifle creativity. So I imagine they journal and whatnot, but they probably don't like officially compose music their yeah. seventh year, but they probably take their journal from the past year. Like when they come back uh, to the studio and they probably like take it and, you know, that's when they start really polishing it up and making it into something uh, producible. But yeah, oh my goodness. I'll have to see if I can find that Lauren Daigle interview where she talked about her seventh year. No, I have to admit, I've never heard of her. Yeah, she is a Christian um, singer-songwriter. I really like yeah. her. Yeah. Um, but it's it's more of like the um, trying to think of I, her style might be kind of pop-ish, maybe a little bit of country, a little bit in there. I, I don't know how, I'm not very good at like different genres. And so un unfortunately that that's not typically the genre I listen to, which that would right. explain why I don't know who she is. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, totally not surprised that you don't know who she is, but she's a pretty awesome gal. Yeah, I mean, I mean, my my favorite band is Demon Hunter. So, if you know who they are, and if you know who Lauren Nagel is, it's probably very much opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, I don't even know who that is. Never heard of them. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, should we wrap it up for the week? Yep, I think I feel a lot better about um, 
keeping the Lord's Day holy after talking about it. I feel much more at ease and peace about it. I think I have to remind myself from time to time that it's not that hard and it doesn't have to be that complicated. It's just about being intentional and doing your best. And I mean, really just finding every opportunity to praise God, especially on this holy day of Sunday. So I feel much better. Thank you. Of course. And if you would like to get in contact with us, we are at thelittlewaypod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We haven't heard from you yet, but I know you're listening. Mm-hmm. So please drop us a line, questions, comments, concerns, future topics, or just wanting to say hello. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, you can yeah. tell us um, if you have any good ideas, um, activities, or special routines that you save for um, Sundays. Let us know what you do. Um, we'd like to hear that. And if we if we come up or if we get a, a few good ideas, we'll share them on the podcast. Of course. Um, All right. So until you hear us again, remember to stay faithful, stay humble, and that every little change can make a big difference. Thanks, guys. We'll we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.